tonight on the show, I am humbled and honored to be able to interview a living legend. Lisa London is not only a multi-talented performer, but also an amazing writer and singer. As you will hear at the end of this interview, we have an exclusive look at a song, Wish It Was You, which is co-written by her and Cindy Valentine, produced by Cindy Valentine, and sung by the lovely Lisa London. It's also important to point out that Lisa London is available for cameos as well. So sit back, relax, and listen to this wonderful interview. This is Manic Movie Monday. Tonight on the show, I have a living legend. She is probably the most beautiful redhead I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And she was someone who I looked up to as a kid. She's had an insane career and she just keeps getting better and better. Not to mention she's multi-talented. So much to say about this woman. I can't even, uh, so crazy. Can't believe she's here. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Lisa London. <laughs> well, I hope I live up to that beautiful introduction. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh no, I, I think you, <laughs> I, I think you will have exceeded all expectations. <laughs> So I hear you were born and raised in Palm Springs. I was, and I have a funny story about that. When I had my first huge modeling job, I was the Camel GT girl. And it was like this big deal. It, was, it wasn't really a beauty contest, even though it, it was like a title, but it was more of a modeling job. And I was 16 years old. And that meant that I took photos with Paul Newman, who was wow. putting on the race. And I got to, you know, do the laps at the end of the race with him. And I'll never forget, I, I grew up around so many celebrities because my father was a big sports caster and I grew up in Palm Springs where they all hung out and nothing ever daunted me. I was never, you know, really impressed or blown away until Paul Newman. <laughs> and he literally said to me, so kid, where are you from? And I went, Palm Springs? And he said, no, not where do you go on vacation or spring break? Where'd you grow up? And I said, Palm Springs, <laughs> which is true. That is so amazing. Now, how'd you get into acting? Was it just in your blood because of your dad? Not at all because of my parents. It was because I wanted to do this from the age of literally being cognizant of talking and speaking. I used to make my father take these little home movies of me that I would write and star in. <laughs> and <laughs> I just always wanted to be an actress. I didn't pursue it at all in school, um, not even in college. Uh, I did a lot of modeling and some singing, but I didn't pursue acting at all. I was more following in my dad's footsteps of broadcasting and sports casting, which gives me a really great, I think, uh, comfortable vibe in front of a camera because I'm used to it from that end also but it was just I wanted to do it from the minute I was born and I just had the most insane beginner's luck and thank god my luck just keeps keeps going <laughs> I mean it's it's amazing your longevity in the business is just bananas because thank, you've been going you. strong I think it's I think it's a, a combination of things number one I I'm fearless 
I will try anything, adapt to anything. And that's the key word, being able to adapt to all the changes because there have been gazillions of changes from when I started acting. I mean, just when you know film got thrown out and video got brought in, that alone created this dichotomy of fabulous you know, opportunities and horrible, I wanna say almost loss of the elegance and the prestige of film because then everybody and their mother thought they could do it <laughs> and you can't do it no matter what black camera or whatever ace you know digital camera you get you still have to be an artist to make anything great with any of those technical things and the other thing is i was never you know a stereotype look ever i was always uh, it's funny they they put me in the exotic category because there are so few redheads um that really break through. And not only that, I had freckles and um, <laughs> I have a lot of things going for me that in the beginning of my career seemed like things that were uphill and not necessarily a big bonus. And also I always looked way younger than my actual age, which is a great thing to give you longevity in this business. But I think all of that nonsense is, get, is getting changed a lot. In the rest of the world, it's completely changed. There's no ageism amongst artists. But America, you know, as a young country, had some growing to do. But I'm blessed that I do have great genes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can still pull it off. And I'm, I'm super healthy. So I can do anything active. And you know, it's, and I love what I do. And I've, I've, I've really never had a big downtime of when I didn't work except maybe like in the beginning of my 40s when I still looked so young, but people obviously knew I couldn't be that young. That was a weird transitional phase. But ever since then, the Lord has been good, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you got into actually getting the role in HOTS, were you modeling or doing anything that would have gotten you noticed? I, I did a lot of modeling, yes. Um, I also modeled for Fila, I modeled for Jordash Jeans, Barely Legal Swimwear, uh, but HOTS was basically my third theatrical audition ever. Wow. I know. Oh. And, uh, and one of the other two I also got, I actually got my SAG card in a movie called California Suite. It was a huge blockbuster with Jane Fonda and Alan Alda and a cast of like a million other superstars. And they had to redo the coming attraction in the trailer because they didn't think it was selling the film properly. <laughs> Hence, they put me in short shorts and, and uh, stiletto heels. And I walked through the Beverly Hills Hotel and that sold the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Hots was my first lead role and it was, it was basically my first film. So it was kind of amazing. And it was a huge cult classic. It was a, it was a huge hit in, in theaters when it opened. It was billed as the female version of Animal House. And it was just an insane, amazing experience, not just shooting it, but then the promotional tour that they took us all through the United States of America. And then I got to go to Cannes. And ironically, I was just back in Cannes for a film that I star in called Do You See Me? And it was like 30 years later, almost to the day of when I was there for HOT. So that was an amazing feeling and moment in my life for sure. Yeah, HOTS is one of those movies that it was the the very, probably like I saw it when I was between 12 and 13 and I saw it at a very 
at an age where your body is changing. Right. It, it, It was probably the best puberty movie ever made because what they did with it, they were ahead of their time. It addressed bullying. It addressed classism amongst wealthy and poor. And it just, um, it, it had women in these empowering ones of playing football and um, you know, the nudity in it is so mild. I mean, every major TV show now has a million times more nudity than Haas, but it was so ahead of its time for just everything that also that it was accepted and not looked down upon um, because uh, America was psycho provincial in those days. And it, I was, you know, the way I grew up, I traveled Europe and stuff all the time and traveled all over the world with my parents and stuff. So we had had a different sensibility about things like sex. I mean, that to us was like, in our family, that wasn't a bad thing on film. (laughs) Violence was worse than that, you know? So it was, it was a very interesting way for me to start because it actually called on a lot of my strengths because I, I I know everything about football. I can play football. Did you have any input or did you as as women in the in the film, did you guys have any input into the script at all? Uh, the script was brilliantly written by a woman, a drop dead gorgeous uh, actress that I think she had stopped acting by then. Her name was Sherry Caparo, and she was actually the girlfriend of one of the main producers, uh, Don Shane. And they like treated me like I was their kid. They were amazing, and they had absolutely um, they were open to anything we would suggest about it. But also, they cast us exactly exactly how it's written. We were the characters. I mean, we literally didn't have to do anything except be ourselves. Yeah. The, the thing about the movie is that it, the, the nudity, even though there is, there is nudity in this movie and there is, you know, some quote sexual situations, which is so yeah, tiny. And I have to say that it's like, really they kiss like, and, yeah, and it's like, like all of our, like first there's kiss. a hot tub scene and someone <laughs> right, throws right. their hair back, you know, yes. <laughs> it's very tame. Um, but the nudity itself is very natural. It, it's yes, not it played was. in an exploitive was. because it was part of the dare and kids dare each other it wasn't just like oh i'm gonna do this because of this it was you know that was the rules of the game it was a strip football game which is yep. pretty ingenious if i may say so myself yep I, I absolutely love it and i love the performances in it and i really I related, you know, being, being 13 and 14 years old and, you know, growing boobs for the first time and having red hair and freckles, there wasn't any representation. I know, I know, I know. It was pretty wonderful. And here's some wonderful trivia for you. I'm about ready to go to New Zealand at the end of February to shoot this wonderful kind of spoof remake of Jaws. And they're also feeling a lot of the publicity about it is kind of a HOTS reunion because no. Uh, one of the other girls um, from Hots is in it too, Sandy. So that's going to be pretty that's amazing. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's... And that's called Squeal. That's going to be a great film. That's fantastic. Now, so so where did you guys film all of the sorority scenes and like the house and all of that? Uh, it was all on location. Everything was on location um, in and around Los Angeles. The house was actually a gorgeous old Victorian neighborhood, kind of like um, Pasadena area. The football games were shot at two different uh, uh, a high school and 
I think a junior high school, like in Brentwood, I want to say, and we did get shut down one day for the topless scenes, <laughs> but we got everything we needed in the can, as they said in those days. And everything was like all over um, different schools and houses all over California. Oh, and we did all the hot air balloon scenes way out in Thousand Oaks. And there was oh. a wonderful, uh, crazy day where the stunt man was supposed to go up and, and they were gonna have a stunt woman is me when the balloon actually went way up in the air. Mm -hmm. And I said, I wanna do it, I wanna do it. And there was like all this, you know, is this, you know, sad kosher, is this gonna go? And then they put two more stunt men in the balloon with me to make sure I'd be fine. And of course it had kind of a crash landing and one of the beautiful stunt man actually injured himself a little bit because of the way it crashed. And this is in a field with all these sheep herders, right? They see this girl in my hot bikini and shorts. Okay. So yeah, I rest my case. <laughs> they were some <laughs> wild times. How were the men on set? Like all of the guys that they got? Cause I don't think I've seen with the exception of Danny Bonaducci and his career i don't think i've seen any of the gentlemen that are in that movie and anything else well i'll tell you some trivia about them okay so danny obviously um acts sometimes but he was he also became a very well-known radio personality uh donald petrie who played honey's boyfriend became a big director film director um and David Gibbs, I remained pretty close to or in contact with. He became one of the most famous helicopter stunt pilots for movies, which I did a movie with Dean Cain, Superman, um, uh, called Fire Trap. And David was the stunt pilot over this big, huge fire scene. And my sister was in the airline business and actually knew David also. And tragically, he died in a plane crash or oh. helicopter crash. I can't believe which oh. probably about 12 years ago now. Yeah. My goodness. That's, oh, that's so I sad. know. Life, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And Angela Ames, we were about ready mm -hmm. to do a hot sequel. Mm. And she tragically died of some heart thing that nobody could have known about. Oh. And then, of course, Pamela Bryant who played Terry and we became best, best friends uh, for life and acted and traveled all over the world together. Uh, she was literally my sister and she tragically died the same year as my father a decade ago. Oh my so goodness. You better love every single minute of life because you just don't know when it's going to be your last, right? Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. That I mean, sure. it's so hard. I really appreciate the way that those characters are written as a oh, woman. It was like, so well written. It was, it was really, I'm so blessed right now too, because I'm doing a whole bunch of films with Jim Wynorski, the legendary yay! Jim Wynorski. And he um, has a writer, Ken Rudabesh, who is so fabulous and writes these clever, um, like black comedy, uh, tongue in cheek, retro sci-fi things and i'm getting ready to do the the let's see the first second the fourth movie yeah fourth movie with jim so wow very excited about that yeah that's amazing and okay, those so are all on amazon prime oh and Tubi and everything else full moon uh channel charles band he's been working with now so a lot of them are on there and it's just a, a blessing just an absolute blessing wonderful now you also work with andy sadaris can you tell us a little bit about that Oh gosh, you're bringing back all these 
beautiful humans in my life that are no longer with us. Yes, Andy was one of the coolest directors ever, and he did everything in partnership with his gorgeous wife who produced everything, Arlene. And uh, it, it was just a dream come true. First of all, we film in Hawaii, so what could go wrong there, right? <laughs> and he had a huge football background, and um, he in invented the honey cam where they would show the cheerleaders in these like glam slow motion shots. That was his, he used to do wide world of sports and stuff like that. So when he uh, changed to making movies, I was the perfect girl for all his movies that I did with him. And it was just a heavenly experience. Yeah, I we're doing a Sadara September next year, and uh, oh, good, you got to have us all on. Oh yeah, because I love <laughs> I I'm a huge Sadaris fan. I mean, I like I got to wield a gun and ride a motorcycle. I mean, yeah, I mean he he gives us equal time, equal play. It's they're such <laughs> and a, equal pay. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just like these they're these strong feminist characters. They're just absolutely, great. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Super awesome. Well, how did you get in with Jim Wynorski? Like when, what was the first one you did with him? Oh, it's a great story. I have a best friend named Becky LeBeau. Becky and I had only done modeling jobs together, or we also did a record deal together too. I had one major, huge record deal when I was in the pinups on um, uh, CBS um, Sony Records. But then after that, I did another smaller record deal. Um, and that was with Becky and but we had never acted together ever so uh she was producing a film and work and hiring jim to direct it and told jim that she couldn't believe that we had never worked together because i she asked me and i said nope never worked with them and uh that was the first one and that was called bigfoot or bust and it is hysterical and that's also on amazon prime and everything and then after that i did um, attack of the 50 foot cam girl giantess battle attack and then we're getting ready to do kill bots <laughs> yes i just saw the i saw the i, I saw yes, the poster yes, for that yes, yes. Um, it's gonna be great it's gonna be really great and just amazing. it's such a joy to be working with my girlfriend becky now too so well, yeah what's funny about becky lebeau is i'm actually a huge fan of her music like I, she's fantastic and we actually have um she did she did the soundtrack to that she has a song in one of the other ones and she's an incredible singer songwriter and we are so blessed that we did um one of the songs on there i have a small contribution of on big fitter bust on the soundtrack it's a great soundtrack yeah tell her she needs to release lost without you she needs to release um I stuck, know. you know so caught good. in the middle like all yep. of those are so thank you darling i'm going to tell awesome. her that definitely it's like please please release them because it's bad enough that in order for me to listen to those songs i have to go to youtube i know i know i'm gonna make her i'm gonna make her i'm gonna put, get her to put it on itunes because yeah. i know i know that's an easy way for everyone to see it too absolutely absolutely what is your favorite thing about acting Oh gosh, there's so many things. First of all, I love, I love inhabiting characters because I'm such, I love people. I love to examine human behaviors. So I love to do research and figure out the best way to portray every character I get. It's always exciting to me. I love the magic of film and I, I've done stage. I love stage, but I am most at home with the magic of what happens between an actor, a camera, the director, the crew, that I love movies. 
and I love the travel. I love the travel more than anything. And I've been so blessed with the amazing places I've traveled all over my life with my acting. And I love bringing the joy or the angst or the anger or the tears, whatever those emotions are, I love sharing emotions because I think that that connects us and that makes us more human to each other, especially in a world with all these little gadgets in front of our faces all the time where we're not really examining our own behavior or looking at ourselves at all. I just, I love every bit of it. I just love it. I, and I always say it, it's, I mean, I, I, I'd probably be mental if I wasn't an actress. It's like therapy to me. <laughs> I love it. Now, I mean, you've played so many different roles, different directors, different time periods, everything like that. So do you have a favorite? I don't. I Well, okay. Black comedies, I adore. Um, really gritty dramas, I adore. But I love a great spoof. I mean, I do a bunch of these kind of spoofy, cool, bizarre movies for this other director, Greg Hatanaka. And I love doing stuff like that for him. I did Samurai Cop 2 with him and a gazillion other movies. I'm getting ready to do a Western with him called Bring It uh, starting in January. Nice. So, and I also sh start shooting uh, Killbots with Jim Wynorski in January. I'm also gonna be working with another director in January, it's going to be like, boom, 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 getting all these things scheduled, but I know it's going to work. Uh, uh, Dustin Ferguson, who's wonderful too, and I just did Doll Killer 3 for him, and I got to play an absolute drunk in that, which was really fun. <laughs> Hadn't done that in a while. And um, it's just, you know, I just, I, I love it. I mean, I even love, I, it's so funny, I did a lot of music videos like in my twenties and thirties and then didn't do any for the longest time. And I just did another one, um, probably one of the most successful, biggest ones as far as airplay. I mean, it had gazillions of views on YouTube. It's uh, Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber's smash hit, I Don't Care. And ah. I'm the babe in the video. <laughs> and I love doing that because that's all about telling a story literally with your eyes and with your your body language which is a, a really cool thing to do too so I love it all every bit of it now you're in are you in California girls yes uh, am I yeah oh yes California um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think so. God, I can't even remember all of them yeah uh, oh one just surfaced um a lot lately is the times ice cream castles because those guys um, that were part of the time have been uh -huh. in the news a lot. They just got indoctrinated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I so saw it. Is, yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. So cool. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of music, so talk about the pinups. Like, talk about how that happened. The pinups was amazing. So the only, like, stage or, um, or, or kind of performing experience that I really had until, like, I started acting and, and basically did HOTS was... Um, I did sing. I was always like the solo, solo artist featured like in choruses in junior high and high school. And I had um, a lot of rock and roll songwriter boyfriends that always encouraged me to sing. And I, I did a demo tape for one of my uh, boyfriends at the time that wrote a lot of hits for the fifth dimension. And that's what I submitted for the pinups because my fabulous best friend casting director, Craig Campobasso saw this worldwide audition um, and I auditioned for it, but I thought I did so horribly 
um, after they called me in and I auditioned live and I thought I did so horribly that I didn't tell anyone you know, that would know about that, that I was off to go do a modeling job in Mexico. And when I came back, I got it. And it, it was just one of the most outrageous performances. We're, we were literally as psycho famous as you can get for you know Andy Warhol's 15 minutes. In Europe and Japan and stuff, we're still a lot more famous than what people remember here, but it was still pretty amazing. Yeah, I have you on my Spotify. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. And it's so ahead of its time because we sounded like the Pointer Sisters and we crossed genres like we have a bluesy song, a rock song. Nobody did that then. Yeah. Um, now, now Taylor Swift, everybody, everybody does that. But it was like there's eight million genres on their albums. But in those days, people were really rigid. And of course, we were the first to wear lingerie on national TV way before Madonna. And it was just an outrageous outrageous beautiful experience i um i read an article with you that you did it for jewel shepherd's book uh, invasion of the bee girls and yes. when i was a kid i actually used to go to bed with that book and i would just open oh it i love this you're wringing my heart and read the interviews <laughs> and Jules, in it you know? and jules is brilliant and god what a book that was and i was so glad of the success of that that was very special Fantastic. So many great interviews in there and so much and, and so like honest so and honest. getting down to what it's really like to be on a B movie right? set. Um, exactly. And exactly. Just, just a really amazing book. I'm really lucky that I have that and I have her autobiography also. So she's, she's fantastic. She's terrific. Special girl. Really, really amazing. So if there is a role that you haven't played what is it and and why? Well, I haven't done a Western yet. I'm getting to do that, which is really cool coming mm -hmm. up. Um, I would love, the thing that I haven't done is I haven't starred on a series. I have not mm -hmm. done that. And I want to do that. And I don't, I don't even have, I mean, I guess what I would really love is something like Game of Thrones or House of Dragons because I haven't done that either. I haven't gone into that kind of a period piece mm -hmm. or or a, a, that kind of world because I, I know it's not really a period in history, but just that kind of thing I haven't done yet. Right. Well, I mean, you're you're amazing. You have the pedigree acting wise to be able to pull that off. It's just going to be a matter of finding the right project for you. Absolutely. Well, I just signed with some amazing new agents um, and I'm hoping and praying that ATB, my new agents, I'm hoping and praying that that's going to get me in a lot of big doors again. <laughs> now with such an amazing career and, and so multifaceted, have you thought about writing a book? I have, and I've been asked to very like lots of times in my life and I'm just waiting for the time that I feel comfortable really reflecting on everything. And I'm nearing that time. I'm nearing that time. And I want it to be about my whole journey of being an actress and a woman and an American. <laughs> I want to, I think the world will be ready for something of that scope by the time I want to do it. And it, it's not going to be a quote unquote tell all because first of all, um, I have an, an absolutely amazing 
um, amazing trip as, as an actor where there really isn't any horror story ever in, in my career. Mm-hmm. And it, there could have been quite a few times, but I averted it and I had the sense and, um, and the strength to do that. And I know that that's a blessing in itself, but yes, I will do it. I mean, it's, it's also, it's so funny because um, I've worked with so many incredible directors on every level of what anyone else considers success to be. I mean, like from Clint Eastwood to Mimi Leader um, to Oliver Stone, uh, you know, is the huge, huge, huge ones um, that everyone would say, yes, that's totally A-level. But I've also worked with so many legends like Sedaris and Wynorski and that that it's just I want to I want to really highlight how artistry is artistry and I've just been so blessed on every single level to work with the best it's good to it's good to hear that you didn't have those horror stories that you didn't have those you know hashtag me too situations you seem like the kind of woman that would have just like you know cut somebody if they even tried <laughs> exactly it's like do not mess with me in that regard i'll let you know if you're wanted <laughs> i'll put it this way you won't have a choice if, if i want to sleep with you but you also won't have a life if i don't and you try <laughs> Look, it's getting better and better. I know we just had, you know, crazy stuff happen here that is against women's rights. But I I think it goes beyond politics. I think it goes to where progress of the world is. And I, I, I am very hopeful about great things ahead as opposed to draconian things ahead. <laughs> Wonderful. And I mean, you kind of been through, you know, all these different decades. So you've seen that everything goes, it's cyclical, you know, so. Absolutely. It's so cyclical. It's kind of like when it's bad, it's going to be good again. Right. Exactly. Exactly, baby. Wow. That's wonderful. Now, when you're not acting or traveling, what do you like to do for fun? Well, I'm a huge hiker. I love hiking. Um, I also love art, so I'm a museum and art gallery junkie. Uh, I love going to movies. I'll never, that never gets old. Plays, I love going to plays, concerts. I love music more than anything. Um, And um, I love to read. (laughs) So I guess that's about, that's what I do the most. What are your, if you had a top five favorite bands, what would they be? Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, no, okay, Led Zeppelin, uh, The Beatles, Rolling Stone, David Bowie, Mm. uh, um, 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 I really love Louis Capaldi for someone new Mm. now. Okay. Uh, Saw Coldplay live and they became one of my favorites and they weren't until I saw them live. Wow. And the pinups, of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Who were your musical influences growing up? Were the same? The Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles. And I really can just say the Beatles, the Beatles and um, Carly Simon and Joni Mitchell. For oh, God. Um, I love Joni Mitchell. Oh Huge God. Joni Mitchell He's fan. Court and Spark. Yes. My father would bring home everything. I yes. never had to buy something, but I couldn't even wait for him to bring it home. Mm. So I bought Court and Spark. Yeah. Every single word. 
my yes my mom and oh my i god. sing um uh free man in paris oh god all the time it's it's the best yeah it is she's, the best. she's an alto and i'm a soprano so it, it perfect so you guys I know. <laughs> so looking forward to 2023 um what do you what do you want to get out of 2023 well i know i'm starting it off with a bang with all these movies um in january and february and march and i i and i have new representation so i'm super excited i really want to land a series um i'd give anything to work with mimi leader again uh she's doing the morning show and even if they don't go another season whatever she does next um that would be a huge blessing. She's so gifted. It's scary. <laughs> um, I'd also love to work with Michael Mann. He's always been one of my favorite, favorite directors. And I want to be on House of Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wish list. Like Let's HBO, see if, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time today. I really appreciate it. I know you're busier than a one-legged man in a butt kicking contest. So yes, I really, really appreciate it. And where can people find you if they would like to follow you? Okay. So on Instagram, I am uh, Lisa London LA and on Facebook, I am Lisa London fan F A N. And um, also you can always go to IMDb and check out all my latest stuff is always put on there. Perfect. And I know a lot of that stuff is on Tubi. And yes. let's see. Yeah, Tubi, Amazon Prime, and Full Moon has its own uh, streaming service now. They certainly do. And, and everything always airs first there before it goes to um, Amazon and Tubi and everything else of the ones that Jim does with him too. Very, very cool. Well, we appreciate all that you've done tonight. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, sweetheart.